0: Sleepy's in the, in the Inter-Dominion time. final. It is a strange dream, it must seem, in some regard. It's been a interesting, I suppose an interesting journey to an Inter-Dominion final for Sleepy. And trainer and owner, Alison Alford, is on the line. Alison, firstly, how are you and whereabouts are you today? Um,
1: well, I'm actually sitting in a car park at High Point. Um, I think it's easier to train an inter runner than it is to get out of there alive.
0: <laughs> oh, can you do my Christmas shopping for me whilst you're there? <laughs>
1: oh, I'm trying to start and finish ours today, and it was quite a task I've set myself.
0: What? Oh, I suppose you can't say it on air. But what on earth would you buy Chris Alford for Christmas? Ah, uh, yeah. Good question. He, he only likes two things, winners and podcasts about strange... I was about
1: to say podcast, <laughs> and I can only buy him so many pairs of AirPods.
0: <laughs> Very good. Now, let's talk about Sleepy. Go right back with Sleepy. It was bred by your really good owner, Colin Murphy, but I think you've had the horse, or you've owned the horse, or leased the horse for a, since before she raced,
1: yeah, so um, Colin obviously sent us wobbling. We had a we, yeah, heap of fun with him. And then he decided that he wanted to um, basically lease out a lot of his horses. He runs it as a business and, you know, being a business, man, you can only pay up so many training fees. So we sent us two horses and he said pick, which And we were sort of in a position we could only take on one of our own at that point yeah. um, so I already had enough. Um, so he sent us two horses and he said, pick which one you want. Rita had broken them both in. Um, she'd done a great job as she does. Sent it to us and we were like, you know, Chris wasn't really wrapped with either, but we wanted to take one to sort of keep in good with Colin, keep, you know, on the wobbly train. So it was a little bit like, um, I remember Chris saying, oh, we'll take Sleepy because often the pacing bed ones are, you know, they can be one out of the box, so... We took her reluctantly, and never regretted it since.
0: Do you know who the other horse was?
1: Yeah, I don't think he ever raced.
0: Oh well, you chose the right way then. That's <laughs> <laughs> and who's who's V A Woodhouse? I think that's you, my mum. Oh, I thought that might be your mum, or yeah, yeah so
1: yeah, that's my mum. She jumped in a few of them just to help, um, you know, cover the cost and she loves, she enjoys it, and just basically enjoys being part of our team.
0: Nish. She was a pretty good juvenile horse. She won her first start in a size seat. She ran second in the size that year. She won the two-year-old breeder's crown. She ran third in a Vic Oaks and third in a Vic in a four-year-old size as well. So she was always a pretty good filly. She never outstanding though. Yeah, no, she
1: wasn't. I mean, yeah, we always liked her, but we certainly didn't think that she would reach what she has. Sort of when she ran that second in that size final, I sort of thought, ah. Oh. She actually might be handier than what we thought. And hmm. um, yeah, she's just always just dug in, and um, she was probably a lot easier as a juvenile than what she is as an aged mayor to get along with. Um, you know, sort of last season, that's when she put Chris in the hospital and really got that sort of that mare, cantankerous, you know, the, all the good mayors do their hard to get along with some days. Um, but I'm happy to persevere. <laughs>
0: Yeah, 100%. Well, she did have a great year last year in a sense. Like, nine starts there at the start of the year last year. Five wins and three seconds in 2021. She won the Breed for Speed Heat and Final. She won quite famously, I think, in your household, maybe, for Josh, uh, won the Noopy Kiosk when he beat yes. Chris. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, that was a good win. That <laughs> was a good win. We've had a laugh about that before on here, I think. <laughs> yeah. And yes. she won the something about Mary as well. She was almost arguably, like, on in the argument anyway, to be our best trotting mare last year, but we didn't see her from uh, December last year until November this year. So take us through what's yes, happened since. Right.
1: We had a great year with her last year, um, and just she was never lame. But Chris just had this gut feeling, very similar to what he had with Wobbly. So, uh, you know, I never question it. He just sort of would come in and say, "She's just not. It's just something's not right." She was never lame. She's not letting down probably as much as she, we knew she could. Uh-huh. So we had um, our vet Matt come up actually on Christmas Eve. He called me. I was in Wagga and told me that things weren't looking great. With her, he did like a full block of every joint and he kind of pinpointed it to her feet. Mm.
0: Um,
1: Even though she wasn't lame, like he's an exceptional vet. And he suggested that we take her to Werribee for an MRI on her feet. Um, So we did that sort of mid to late January by the time you get things organized. And it came up that she'd actually torn part of the tendon away from an avicular bone. So that's a pretty significant injury Um, with not, there were certainly no promises on whether she would make it back from that. Mm. So we, I think she had six months in the paddock and we might've even added to that because um, I just wanted to give her every chance. She's quite a big mare and sort of no point bringing her in in the middle of winter so we gave her everything. We gave her a really long rehab program, um, and there, nothing is ever promised, as we know, with in racing and with the good horses in particular. Because they do try that bit harder, but so far, you know, it's just one run at a time. But she's touch wood, shown no signs of any flare up. Um, Matt came and trotted her up before I started her, and he sort of has never been happier with her. So fingers crossed. Uh, we're rewarded for our patience and. Um, yeah, it's the rest is history,
0: hopefully. I think you've nearly, yeah. you've nearly already been rewarded for your patience just by getting in the final.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we knew that we had um, the conditions for the inter had changed
0: yeah. and that we
1: um, obviously not having a start this year was going to be costly. I probably didn't really realise until the rankings come out and we were at the bottom how costly. But I kept saying to Chris, I wasn't going to risk her. I wasn't going to push her. Um, if she got in, she got in. If she didn't, she didn't. Um, and it kind of, that bit me in the bum a little bit because when she actually did get a run, she probably wasn't quite ready. Yep, yep. Um, I kept, you know, I kept assuming she wouldn't get a run, so I was just pottering along. Especially after she raced pretty poorly at and I kind of, you know, put the whole Inter Series on the back burner. Um, and that's why she probably r- raced with poor manners at her first heat too because she just was overexcited. she hadn't she had two runs and a trial in almost 12 months so that was my fault yeah um but yeah but she, thankfully you know i messaged a friend after the first heat and i said well that's our campaign done um but thankfully she proved me wrong
0: yeah two-thirds uh for a long while, you wouldn't have got a run either. The, the Breaking it down into three divisions to be the 35th horse on the rankings when they finished, you wouldn't have got a, a run without the three divisions. So thank God the, the decision was oh, made for that as well.
1: 100% and it is great to see the trotters get a little bit more equal footing with the paces. I mean, we're our the trotters are becoming more and more. Um, we just need to now hopefully work on getting some... More equality in prize money, but it's great for the trotting breed to be able to fill the three
0: heats. And how you know? And, and competitive, and when the thirty fifth thirty yes. fifth one can make the final, it just shows uh, how even the the rankings were really now. Yeah. I oh, I said off the top of the show, you wouldn't have heard it. You would have been um, obviously busy in high point or with the horses or whatever. But she's kind of the roughy the roughie of the series, if you ask me, because. She's had these three runs now. She should be actually nearly peaking in full fitness. She's, you know, 12th in the first heat, as you've mentioned, and then the two-thirds. A week off, she should be nearly prime and ready to go on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, we're really happy with how she's come through. I mean, we were always a little bit concerned how she would handle the three runs in a week, and probably being underdone, um, whilst I wasn't very popular after her first heat, has been a blessing because she has handled the three runs better than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, each run, she's pulled up better and better. And then she worked well today. You know, obviously don't do much with them in between. But, um, yeah, I, I'm i happy with her.
0: And there's to be some... What would Josh say to Chris if he beats him home in the Inter-Dominion final oh, as it pulled up?
1: We, we <laughs> had plenty of banter going along. And I've always... I always knew that he would have to, have to drive Queen Alita, and that's you yeah, know, fair enough, but I've yeah. you know, seen the joke in the was that when we're up, you know, accepting the trophy that he can just wash her for us and, you know, <laughs> just give a good bow down and, yeah, Josh and I gang up on him pretty well, but it's all in good fun and he's obviously on the best horse and uh, we're just happy to be in it.
0: Strapper, Chris Elford. Just, <laughs> can you just wash that horse down, uh, scrape it down for us, put the rugs on, and if you can cart all the stuff out to the float, we'll be yeah, down we'll accepting the trophy. and we're, yeah. We'll meet you there. If you if you take the horses home as well, we'll be at the casino. You're welcome to join us once you've sorted everything out. Mm-hmm. Correct,
1: correct. And <laughs> even though, obviously, I own her and trainer, Chris is as competitive as anything. so uh, No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there, yeah.
0: I've seen Chris walk into the driver's room. and He sees someone else walk into the driver's room and he makes sure he beats them there.
1: Oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> the boys, are, they're like brothers, so they
0: yep.
1: their family rivalries already started. But it's all, you know, we went down, I took the kids down to the barrier drawer and that was great. Um, great to have them a part of it. And, um, I mean, yeah, they're super excited.
0: Very good, Alison. Thanks for coming on and having a chat. I hope you get everything sorted for Christmas. And if I think of something for Chris for Christmas, <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'd be happy with an Indominion trophy. But <laughs> uh, yeah, Yes, he would be very happy with an Indominion trophy. <laughs> either Queen of or, I'm sure, yeah. Sleepy. He'd be happy with either one, I'm sure.
1: That's it.
0: Good on you, Alison. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Bye. There's Alison, Alfred, and what a great chat, and what a great story Sleepy is. Coming off a tendon to the navicular bone injury, which I've never heard of, six months in the paddock, and had basically a month's racing, or, or three starts into an Inter-Dominion final, 12th, 3rd, 3rd, 12 months off the scene, basically an amazing training performance by Alison and by Josh, and I'm sure that stable hand has helped out somewhere along the way in Chris Alford.